Our pastor, Will Zong, will come up and uh, give the sermon in just a moment. But before he does that, I'd like to invite up Muriel now to read our passage. Thanks, Muriel. Um, okay, it's okay. Uh, our reading today is from Isaiah chapter 9, uh, from verse 2. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in that land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. You have enlarged a nation and increased their joy. They rejoice before you as people rejoice in harvest, as warriors rejoice when dividing the plunder. For in the day of Medium's defeat, you have, sh you have shattered the yoke that burdens them, the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor. Every warrior's boots used in battle and every garment rolled in blood will be destined for burning, will be pure for the fire. For to us, a child is born, to us, a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. Thank you very much, Muriel. Let me just do this here. Uh, kids, I am very glad that you're here with us this morning because I am going to need your help in just a moment. But let me start with a question. And it's a question that perhaps you've been asked already or you've asked others. What do you want for Christmas? Uh, when I was young, we would write these little lists, Christmas wish lists, we call them. All, all the things that we wanted uh, that Christmas. And so if you could ask for anything, what would be at the top of your list, I wonder? What do you want for Christmas? And really, of course, this is a question not just for kids, but for grown-ups as well. You see, this past week, I commissioned a little survey of people at Ambassador asking people what they wanted for Christmas. So, what do we have here? Ambassador's Christmas wish list. What do you think people put on this list? Well, let's find out. I've not actually seen these yet, so let's see. Bluetooth headphones, very good, smart choice. Let's see what else there is. Snow, well, <laughs> miracles do happen, let's see. What have we got? Tickets to the theater, very, very refined. That's good. Family road trip holiday, that's very sweet. Let's go. An F-35 remote control airplane, wow. That would be cool. That would be very cool. Uh, oh, my own room. Yes, I hear you loud and clear, whoever that was. Um, dad to fix my shoes in the shoe cabinet. Come on, Dad. Why, are you, why haven't you fixed them yet? Uh, let's see. Socks. Well, we'll all get socks anyway. Uh, final one. Gym membership. But of course, the gym memberships come great responsibilities. So do remember that. Um, so, all great things. Now, the reason I start with this is because the passage that we just read sounds a lot like a Christmas wish list. Uh, see, the passage we read from Isaiah is a very famous Christmas passage, read around this time of year all across the world. 
And it sounds a lot like a wish list. You see, the question I really want to ask you is this. What would Isaiah want for Christmas? I wonder what you think. What would Mr. Isaiah want for Christmas? Well, we can find out because actually we have Isaiah's Christmas wish list here. So, can I get a few volunteers to come and help and we can find out what Isaiah would like. Okay, you can come up. Yeah, yeah, no, come on up, come on up. And then, is that Emma? And then, uh, Lucy, why don't you come up? And then, don't worry, other kids, there's more opportunity for help a little bit later on. Okay, let me give you each one of these. All right, can you hold this? Okay, don't open it yet, but just hold on to it for now. Okay, here you go. All right. Okay, right, because we've got a projector, why don't you guys come and line up over here? Uh, we've got one, two, three. Good, okay, all right. What would Isaiah want for Christmas? Could you open up your envelope first? Yeah, let's see what's inside. I can give you a hand. Let's see. What do we have in here? Okay, you want to have a look inside? Okay, let's get this out. Okay, all right. Could you hold it up high for everyone to see? What have we got here? Okay. Isaiah was ahead of his time. What do we think Isaiah wants for Christmas? You can shout out your answers. What, what is this? Happiness. Okay. Any other thoughts? Joy. Very good. Some of you were here earlier. Uh, that's right. Joy. Thank you. Okay. Could you get that to Miss Muriel? And she's going to pop this up. And then you can grab a seat back with your mum. Thank you very much. You see, Isaiah wants joy. That's exactly what we find in verse 3. Uh, verse 3 reads like this. You have enlarged the nation and increased their joy. They rejoice before you as people rejoice at the harvest, as warriors rejoice when dividing the plunder. Uh, the picture here is of complete joy, ab abundant joy, sort of overflowing joy. Imagine a fountain. You can't contain it within you. Uh, the pictures he uses here, uh, farmers at the harvest. Just imagine gathering in all that they need, all that they want. And so they're filled with joy. Or soldiers at the end of a victory. Or even imagine a sports team at the end of a victory. Everyone is filled with delight. They're filled with joy. That's the first thing that we find on the list. Um, okay, let's see the second one. Hold it right up. What do we see here? A shield. Okay, what does Isaiah want for Christmas? Protection. Oh, that's very good. Any other thoughts? Sorry? Defense. Very nice. Any other? Safety. Oh, Selena, you were also here earlier. Very good. Okay. All right, could you give that to Miss Muriel? We'll pop that on. See, the second thing that Isaiah asks for is safety. Verse 4. For as in the day of Midian's defeat, you have shattered the yoke that burdens them, the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor. He wants God's people to be safe, safe from harm, safe from suffering, safe from all the things that cause us hurt. Uh, that's what he longs for. He uses two images here in the background of times when God has rescued his people up out of slavery, uh, like in the Exodus, or protected them from an enemy like Midian. Uh, he wants safety. Okay, over to you, Emma. Our last one. A little bit stuck inside. You got it? There we go. All right, could you hold it up? Thank you. All right, you hold it up for everyone to see. What have we got here? A bird. What does 
Isaiah 1 for Christmas. Peace. Very good. Okay. Thank you, Emma. Do you want to give that to Miss Muriel? Verse 5. Every warrior's boot used in battle and every garment rolled in blood will be destined for burning, will be fuel for the fire. Isaiah wants there to be no more wars. He wants there to be no more death. Uh, the peace that Isaiah longs for here is not just a temporary period of peace. No, this is lasting peace. Uh, the image is amazing, isn't it? Just imagine all these implements of war, things used in battle. Uh, for us, perhaps, you can imagine all the things in our lives that cause hurt and pain to other people. Imagine getting all of that together and throwing it into the furnace, never to harm anyone anymore. He wants peace. What a list we have here. Joy, safety, peace. Uh, really, this is like the ultimate Christmas wish list, isn't it? They're not sort of three separate things that are kind of unrelated to each other. No, together they form the picture. This is the world that Isaiah wants. And if we're honest, this is the world that we all want, isn't it? Uh, we want things to be okay. Because so often as we look around, things really aren't okay. And so we long for this. It's the world that we long for. Uh, we want things to be like this at Christmas time. And we want things to be like this all the time. And so this really is the world that we long for, the world that we hope for. But of course, as we look around, we know that our world, so much of the time, is not like this, uh, even at Christmas. Uh, just think of our Christmas celebrations. Let me try to illustrate this. Can I get a few more helpers? I need another three helpers. Yep, you can come up. Yeah, yeah, come on up. Yep, you, you two here. Thank you. Okay, I have in this bag Christmas. Christmas in a bag sponsored by Marks and Spencers. So what we have here represents our celebrations. Why don't you grab one of those? You can hold on to it. Can you grab another? Okay, all right, do you want to grab what's in there? All right, you just hold on to them for now. What do we have? What have you got there, do you think? A present. A present. Okay, that's right. Sadly, nothing it's an, inside. nothing inside. That's true. I will hold on to that, but thank you very much. And then what do you have here? A family photo. Do you know who? Yeah, that's me. It's a beautiful family here. Thank you. And then what do we have here? Stars. And inside the stars are... Lights. That's exactly right. Thank you very much. All right. I'll take this for now. Thank you. Yeah. That's right. Presents, family, and lights. You see? Think of our presents. Uh, what a privilege that we have to be able to give and receive presents. Uh, we think of our society at large. We have so much. Uh, we have so much stuff. And compared to previous generations, previous eras, we have wealth beyond imagination. And yet, would we say that our, our time in history is a time marked by joy? Or put it this way, we have more sales now, more wrapping paper, but are there more smiles? Or are there just as many tears? Uh, but of course, our Christmas celebrations isn't just about the stuff. No, you ask anyone, what do they look forward to about Christmas? They say, family. And of course, in a place like Hong Kong, uh, many people are far from their family, and so it's, it's especially nice when we can come back together for a happy reunion. And lots of happy memories happen uh, when we come back together. But at the same time, we also know that for many, uh, Christmas is a very lonely time. 
Uh, even for those who are with their families, actually coming together can be a really difficult time, uh, a really painful time, where family isn't a joyous place, uh, where family isn't a peaceful place, uh, isn't a safe place. Um, but taking a step back, you think of all the lights, as Miles mentioned before, lights, Christmas decorations. In a place like Hong Kong, it is beautiful. And you go to any big mall and you will have the most impressive Christmas display. And when you are there, it feels magical almost. There's a little bit of peace and serenity, all lit up nice and bright. And yet, of course, we know that at Christmas, bad things still happen. Sad things still happen. And so you think about it this way, no matter how many lights we put up around the city, and no matter how much we try to fill our horizon with these beautiful lights, we know that darkness is just around the corner. And of course, at the end of the day, we have to take our Christmas lights down. The magic of Christmas fades. And so we long for this world, but we know that we live in a world that's filled with darkness. You see, Isaiah was writing to a people who were all too familiar with this. And they knew all too well what it looked like to live in a world of darkness. Uh, before our passage, Isaiah even describes them as walking in distress and darkness, uh, filled with fear and gloom. Uh, they were facing a great enemy all around them that cast a huge shadow over the whole people. And as Isaiah writes to them, he wants them to know why that is the case, why it is that they live in a world of darkness. And what Isaiah says to God's people is this. He says, the darkness, well, it's not just out there. No, the darkness is also in here. You see, when we look at the darkness around us in the world, we would love it if we could just find some people to blame and then just sort of get rid of them. But of course, we know it's not that simple. It's not as if there's just some people over here who are spoiling the party for the rest of us. Or some people over there who are putting their interests above everyone else. No, it's so much broader than that. Each of us go around saying, me before you. And that was certainly the case for God's people in Isaiah's time. And they lived their lives saying to those around them, me before you. You can see that in the way they lived. But not only did they say that to those around them, they said that to God. They were God's people. And yet they pushed God out of the way. They turned away from Him. And they put themselves at the center instead, trusting in themselves instead of trusting in God. That's what God's people were like back then. And it's the same for us today. And the result is that we long for this world that is filled with joy and marked by safety and peace. And yet we live in a world that is filled with mourning and sadness and pain. And so the question we ask then is, what hope is there? Where can we find hope in a world that's filled with darkness? You see, friends, if this is just a Christmas wish list, now, where, where can we find hope? Is this just wishful thinking? Well, as we wrestle with that, there is good news to be heard. Great news, in fact. Because this is not actually a wish list. It's so much more than a wish list. It's so much better than a wish list. 
we've been thinking about this as Isaiah's Christmas wish list, but do you know what it actually is? It's God's Christmas promise. This isn't a wish list at all. It's God's promise. And not only are these things that we would like to see in the world. No, these are things that God says, I will bring. This great world that we long for is a world that God promises to bring about himself. Uh, Just think of how our passage actually begins. Verse 2. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. See, when you're stuck in the dark, whether that's in a dark room or nighttime, or when the storm clouds are over the city, or when the night just feels so long, uh, we're desperate for the light. We're longing for the morning. We're longing for the light to shine. And according to Isaiah, that light has shone. Because God has promised to bring about this world of joy, of safety, and peace. That brings hope. Now, the question then becomes, how will God bring this about? You know, it all sounds great, but how will he bring this about? Well, let me ask you a question. Can you see anywhere in God's promise that shows us, that gives us a hint as to how he might bring this about. Anyone? Is there any clues here? Any hints? You have to look closely. Oh, yeah. Any hints? Oh, what the question is? uh, How will God bring about this hope? Well, actually, there's a bit of paper. Oh, yeah, Selena. Now, you answered this last time, but you come on up again. There we go. What is at the bottom here? A paper. Oh, and it says? Look inside the box. Look inside the box. Do you have a box? Does, that, does anyone have a box? Anyone have a box under their chair? Anyone have, a look? anyone have a box? Let's see. How will God bring this about? Anyone got a box? Let's see. Anyone got a box? Oh, a box over here? Let's see. What's inside the box? Okay. Could you read for me the tag on the outside of the box? What does the tag say? God's special plan for the world. Well, we better open the box then. Let's see. Let's see what's inside. Can you show us? What is it? What, what, what do we have? Okay, we, we got a diaper. What else do we have? A bib. Okay, and a little baby onesie. Okay, right, why don't I take that box? This is like a little survival kit, isn't it? All right. How will God bring about this great world? Well, he'll bring it about through a child, a baby. Verse 6, for to us a child is born, to us a son is given. That's the promise. That's where all of these promises are anchored, that there will be a child who will bring this about. Now, when you first read that, you think, how? Because you know, what do babies do? Well, they, well, they eat, they cry, and they poo. That's right. Everyone was thinking it. How can a baby then bring about this world? Well, of course, it all depends on who this kid is. You see how the rest of verse 6 continues. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. Uh, This is the key here. He will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Friends, this little child 
is no ordinary child. This is God Himself. God Himself would come to be with us. And you see what He will do. Verse 7, Of the greatness of His government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over His kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. Uh, God himself will come and he will bring this about. Friends, this is the wonder of Christmas. The coming of Christ is out of this world because God himself has come to be with us and this changes everything. It brings hope. And see, this Christmas promise, it really is a Christmas promise. I said at the start that this passage in Isaiah, it's read at Christmas time all around the world. Because 700 years later, there would come a baby. And as this little boy grew up, he would walk the very same ground that Isaiah walked. The very same ground as the people that Isaiah spoke to. And as Jesus Christ walked the earth, they looked back at our our passage. They looked back and saw that on those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has shone. Jesus Christ is the light of the world. He came into this world that we are all too familiar with in order to bring about this world that we all desperately long for. Now, you'll have to read the rest of the gospel accounts to see more of what Jesus did, but as you read through, you're struck time and time again through his life and ministry, Jesus draws alongside those living in darkness. As he draws alongside them, he brings them hope in the midst of their hopelessness. He brings them the light of hope. And yet, when Jesus dies, darkness covers the whole land. Even though he never did anything wrong. See, Jesus Christ, he never pushed God out of the picture. In fact, as Jesus walked around in his life and ministry, He never went around saying, me before you. No, Jesus said, you before me. And yet when he died on the cross, darkness covered the whole land because he took the darkness that's around us, the darkness that's within us, and he took it upon himself as he died in our place. Why? So that all who put their faith and trust in him can have this light of hope. See, friends, Jesus Christ is bringing about this world that we long for, and we can be a part of it if we put our faith and trust in Him. Now, we don't see it in all its fullness right now, but if you are a Christian believer here today, you can know that Jesus has come, and that when He comes back, we will see this world in all its fullness. And that brings hope. It brings us hope now. It brings us hope now in the midst of our darkness. You see, this is the wonder of Christmas. God himself has come to be with us. And this changes everything. Jesus brings hope. And so as we finish, really, there's only one question I need to ask you. You see, Jesus brings hope. Is this hope your hope? Friends, is this hope that Jesus brings your hope in life and death? 
Perhaps you're here this morning and you wouldn't call yourself a Christian believer. Friends, if that is you, I'm really delighted that you're here. And I'd love to encourage you to come and explore the hope that Jesus offers. Uh, perhaps you could take away one of these little booklets. We'll have a whole pile of them outside on our bookstore. Uh, free to take away. Christmas in three words. A great outline of the heart of the Christmas promise. Take it away. Have a read. Uh, come back next week. As I mentioned, we'll be gathering on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. Uh, we'll continue to explore the wonder of Christmas together. So please come back. Uh, perhaps join us in January for Hope Explored. A chance to ask questions and to dig into who Jesus is. Friends, if you are not a Christian believer here this morning, let me encourage you to come and explore the hope that is on offer in Jesus Christ. And if you are a Christian believer here today, friends, let me invite you to come and celebrate the wonder of Christmas. Each of us here will come from a whole range of different cultures and backgrounds. We'll be uh, used to different traditions and preparations for Christmas. But there is a real wonder at Christmas. It's not just another public holiday. No, God himself has come into the world to be with us. And Jesus brings hope. And so if you have put your faith and trust in him, Will you come and celebrate the wonder of Christmas today? Let's pray. Father, we thank you and praise you for the light of hope that Jesus brings. Father, as we look around our world, we are so aware that we live in a world that is filled with darkness. And so we thank you that in Jesus Christ, you have come to be with us that you are bringing about this new world and that we get to be part of that if we are in Jesus Christ. And so we pray that you would help us to not lose sight of that this Christmas. We pray that by the power of your Spirit, you would open our eyes afresh to the wonder of Christmas. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.